in this series, we've had a, a few goals, and um, one of them has been to know that, that we have a God that loves and delights to bless us, that um, I, I hope to be able to uh, feed this desire in our hearts, this longing for the blessing of God. For us to know that we are those who have been blessed so that we may bless others, and then also to know how we should do that. Uh, I've uh, just written something in our newsletter, a bit of a summary of something of what we've been going through at the moment, and there's also uh, just some, some practical applications there of how to how to take a prayer of intercession. Uh, we're, we're very good at that. We're very good at uh, interceding on behalf of others before God, and that is a, that is a good thing. And it's something that we see modelled um, to us in, in the Bible, and, and uh, Jesus does that for us. And we also see modelled um, this, uh, this ministry of blessing as well. So I've just uh, given a little example there of how we can move a, a prayer of intercession to a prayer of blessing and that we would hold both of them up as, as part of our toolkit of who we are as Christians to both intercede and to, to bless as well. Last week we were in 1 Peter and we were looking about what it means to be a royal priesthood and I, I just want to read that to you, but you are a chosen people a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of Him who has called you out of darkness and into His wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. If you remember, at that point, we got uh, Roland to come up and he shared that uh, beautiful poem about the master who played the violin and we talked about that it's, it's the master that works through our lives um, that, that causes us to be a royal priesthood, us to be blessed, to be a blessing. While Roland was speaking, I glanced down at my Bible and I, I just looked at that next passage and it said, Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles, to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. This is Peter. Um, Peter speaking to the church here and he's saying, this, this, is, a, this is a pastoral heart. This is, this is Peter expressing God's heart and he's saying, I, I, I want you to be aligned with God and His ways because what happens if, if you're not, what happens is it makes war on your own heart, on your own soul. Um, when, we, when we think of war, what we're thinking about is suffering and death and disaster and pain. When we, when we step outside where, where God wants us to be and we step over here, it's, it's like we're making war upon ourselves. We've, we've felt the pain of other people's choices that... Um, come and, and they, they hurt us. But we have an amazing potency to, to actually um, do stuff that, that makes war against ourselves. Uh, and, um, and, and that's one of the most tricky things, is that uh, the, the actual, uh, there's this part of us that keeps doing stuff that actually affects us in a negative way. 
And Peter is saying, I urge you to abstain from these, to, to make war against these things that is making war against you. There's echoes of this, of this idea um, It's in Deuteronomy. So if you've got your Bibles with you there, um, would you open to Deuteronomy? Deuteronomy chapter 30. I didn't have this marked out. Chapter 14. big chapters, aren't they? Okay. Deuteronomy 30, verses 15, and we're looking through to verse 20. Father, we, we come before you now, and Lord, we thank you for the way that you have blessed us so richly. Lord, my desire is that we would see you clearly this morning. That we would see clearly the plans that you have set before us. And that we would choose life. So, Father, would you search us? We open our lives to you and we, we ask you, Holy Spirit, to come and whisper. To speak in the way that only you can speak to us today. We want to become more and more aligned with you in your ways. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So it says this, See, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. So this is, he's, he's contrasting two different ways of being or two different um, results. Life and prosperity over here and death and destruction over here. For I command you today to love the Lord your God and to walk in obedience to Him. So this is over this side. This is life and prosperity. He's saying, for I command you today to love the Lord your God and walk in obedience. That is where life and prosperity is found. And to keep His commandments, decrees and laws. Then I will live, then you will live and increase and the Lord your God will bless you in the land when you are, that you are entering to possess. So we've got a number of, of words here in the side of prosperity and life. We've got love, obedience, keeping His commands, and blessing. And then we move over to this side, which was the death and destruction. But if your heart turns away and you are not obedient and if you are drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them, it's contrasting the love of God with the love of other things that offer so much to us but steal and kill and destroy. I declare to you that that day will uh, that you this day will certainly be destroyed. You will not live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan, uh, and entering to possess. So he sets, sets um, 
two different pathways of life. A pathway where we love God, when we're obedient to Him, where we listen to His commandments. And in a, another pathway where we, we, we love other things and we ignore His commandments. And He, he contrasts them uh, very, very distinctly. I'm not going to go too deeply into that, but I'm just going to keep uh, reading a number of passages that keep bringing up this same theme. In John 14, this is Jesus speaking now. If you love me, this is Jesus, he's, he's speaking to his disciples and he says, if you love me. We think, what, what is he going to say next? This is John 14, if you love me. Worship me with all your heart. Give sacrificially to me. It doesn't say those things. Those things are good. It says, if you love me, keep my commands. If you love me, keep my commands. Can you see that, that echoing from, from Deuteronomy again? We, we've got love and um, keeping God's commandments and blessing. And here again, Jesus picks it up. If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father and he will give you an advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. So here we have an, another addition to this, which is different to what we see in the Old Testament. We're, we're told in the Old Testament to love God and be obedient to Him. And then in the New Testament, we're told to love God. And the way we love God is to be obedient to Him. And then, and then what's added there is the advocate, the, the helper, the Holy Spirit, that enables us to be able to um, follow the commands of Jesus. In verse 21, he says, whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show them myself to them. So, whoever keeps my commandments is the one who loves me. Again, Jesus is linking um, the love of Jesus with keeping His commandments. We go to chapter 15. Jesus is bringing the, the picture of His love between the Father and Him, and, and He's inviting us into that relationship. And He says, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commandments you will remain in my love. Down to verse 14. How, how does he see us? You are my friends if you do what I command you. I no longer call you servants because servants do not know what is his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from the Father I have made known to you. So we've got this, this continual pairing of obedience and love and what comes out of that is God's favour and His goodness in our life and, uh, and, and His blessing. There's a sense in which uh, we, can, we can intentionally step into the blessings of God when we align with Him and His ways. Uh, we, we've, we've talked about God blessing uh, humanity uh, as, a, as a whole We've talked about this, um, this blessing that God gave Aaron and his sons and, and that moves right throughout history. 
we've talked about blessing others, and, and now we're, we're talking about a, a, a blessed life, that it's a, it's a pathway of life, and we can actually choose to move into that pathway. Um, and and there, is a, there is a sense in that when we're walking with God and in alignment with Him, that that is a path of blessing. And then when we, when we move away from that, then, then we start to experience a, a lack of, 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 of the outworking of that blessing because we're no longer beside the one who blesses. He calls us to be obedient uh, because he, he loves us. Jesus says, I have come to give you life and to give it to you for the, to the full. You know, I... I um, I want my kids to be obedient and I want my dog to be obedient. And the reason, I probably shouldn't compare, bring them both into the same sentence, should I? But the reason I want them to be obedient isn't because I want to cramp their style, it's because I love them. And, and I know that they actually don't have the wisdom to be able to navigate this world in such a way that brings life to them and I know that I have to help them so, so, I, so I give them guidance into how they should walk so that they may have life. Because I want so many good things for my kids and I know that, um, that if they're o- obedient, uh, especially when they're really young, that that is where life is found. It's the same way that God looks at us. He, he wants us to be obedient because He wants us to, to walk along the path that there is, there is blessing in, that is good for us. What is this obedience? Um, what, what are we to, to be obedient to? I think of Jesus saying to His disciples, He says, um, my sheep will hear my voice. And we've talked about what that, that word hearing means. It, it, it isn't just kind of hearing the words, but it's hearing them and then putting them into practice in our lives. Uh, God, God wants us to hear His voice and then put it into practice. That, that's the idea of obedience. And there's it's, uh, it's hearing His Word. A few months ago, we talked about those words, um, what, what His Word means, and there's, there's two different uh, Greek words that's used there. It's lagos and rema, something like that. And um, the first one, lagos, it's that continual um, truth that's found in Scripture, and then the, um, the rema of God, it's not that, is it? Rima, there we go, close. Um, the Rima of God is His present, right now, spoken, um, context-appropriate Word of God when He speaks into our life. Th- this is the type of word when we're reading through the Scriptures and something just kind of leaps off the page to us and, and, and we just sense that, that God is speaking to us, that God is guiding us. That, that's the Rima of God. When we're, when we're in a, a service like this together and we're singing a song and there's just some words that just stand out to us and, and we sense that God is actually um, impressing them on us for this particular moment and time, that's the rema of God. When, we, when we're walking through life and we're about to do something um, that is either bad or just good but not the best and we sense that the, the, the kind of the leading of the Holy Spirit that is the rema of God. And it is, yeah, it, is, it is good. It's the Word of God. There we go. 
that, that is a place of delight, to, to, to not only um, have his, his constant Word, but to have His Word specifically spoken to us uh, when we are known by God and He walks with us and He applies His Word to our life in our everyday circumstances. There, there is great joy in walking with our God as, we, as we're responding to His momentary speaking to us. We're called to, uh, to be obedient to a God who, who deeply loves us. I think of the, the passage in Numbers that sheds light on God's character, the blessing that He, he spoke over us, gave to Aaron. The Lord bless you and keep you. His desire and His, 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 his longing is to bless us, to pour out His favour and His life upon us and to keep us safe to make his, shine, his face shine upon us. We talked about what like a grandparent's face when they see their grandchild. It's this, their face lights up. Or a, or a bride or a, um, the man, um, groom, why? Um, the groom where he sees the face of his bride, their face lights up. We're getting a bit like, um, like the... African-American churches, aren't we? We're looking for a response here. Um, <laughs> Lord, I can't remember the words. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face towards you and give you peace. This is the type of God that longs for us to be obedient to Him. One who longs for our good. One who looks to us with delight and, and favour and wants and, and it pours out His graciousness upon us and wants us to have peace. That's the type of Father that we serve and that's the type of Father that calls us to love Him and to be obedient to Him because He loves us. And He knows that, that when, when we stray and walk into uh, areas that are not in alignment with Him, that we hurt ourselves, that we make war on ourselves. I want to somehow, um, we've kind of looked closely at some of these, um, some of these mysteries of how obedience and, and love fit together and I want to actually zoom out a little bit to look at some of the bigger picture and I want to look at uh, Genesis, we're, we're often going to Genesis when we zoom right out because so much of the flow of Scripture actually starts in Genesis there and we have the, the story of these two trees of um, Adam and Eve being in the garden and there's the tree of, um, of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And God says, you can, you can eat from any tree in this garden, but, um, but not from this tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Uh, he, he doesn't want us to eat from that. Now, now the main thing we're looking from to in this passage is... Uh, is, is what is God trying to tell us here? Uh, what Genesis is trying to teach us about who God is, about what he, He's doing, about uh, where, why we're in the state that we're in, uh, about it, it speaks hope already, so we're, we're, we're trying to understand what, what does this mean for us to have eaten from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? That... Um, that tree, the, the knowledge of the good and evil, it's, it's two Hebrew words 
and uh, there's Tov for good and Ra for evil or bad. I, uh, I like that word, Ra. It's one that I can remember. Uh, I, and it, it kind of sounds bad as well, uh, Ra. So Tov and Ra. Okay. Now, Ra, it kind of has the idea of, of not necessarily evil, yes, but it also has... Evil's very narrow in the sense in which it's, it's, um, it's kind of has an ethical nature to it, a, a moral nature to it. It's right on the end of bad, but this word Ra can actually mean like a bad apple um, or, a, or a bad fig leaf, uh, fig. Um, there's passages that talk about a bad fig. Uh, now, we Figs aren't evil, in a sense. It's, it's decaying, it's, it's, it's yuck. So, it's the idea of, of, of knowing good and, and bad, or knowing good and evil. Now, the, the real sense of what's going on here is uh, we actually need, in order to be able to rule and, uh, and, and subdue the earth, we actually, Adam and Eve, are going to need to know the difference between good and evil. Okay, they, they're going to, to they're going to need to. It it is good, but in time, it, it's like a child. Um, it's like if I have a if like if Levi he looks at driving a car and he goes that's good, and he would be right. But if he got in a car and tried to drive, that would be very very bad for him, All right? because it's. He, he's not ready for that. He's not developed enough for us. And, and in a sense, Adam and Eve weren't ready to, to be able to, um, to distinguish good and evil themselves. God, God wanted to train them and walk with them um, to be able to get there. Uh, Levi might look at going down the shops by himself as, as being something good, but if he does it, he's going to get himself in trouble. So, what, what we have here is basically Adam and Eve seeing what is needed, seeing what is good, but taking it for themselves um, before they're, they're actually ready for that. We, um, we get this idea, we get a little bit more of an idea of this. Uh, I'll read a, a passage to you. This is from Deuteronomy 1, verse 39. This is before they go into the... Uh, bef- once they've been punished and before they're about to... talking about who will go into the Promised Land... And it says, your little ones and your sons, who today do not know good or evil, that's the same words there, that's tov and ra, your little ones who do not know good and evil, they're not bad, they're just, they, they don't have the capacity to be able to um, fully understand what's good and what's bad in, in life, like Levi doesn't know how to navigate life by himself. They shall enter there, and I will give them, and they shall possess it. So, it's, it's the idea of, of immaturity. Not, not bad, but immature. This is King Solomon, and this is really interesting. He says, this is before he asked for, for wisdom from God. Now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of my fa- father David. Yet I am but a little child. I do not know how to go out and how to come in. So give your servant a heart that listens to judge your people, to discern between, these are the same words, to discern between good and evil. To and ra. 
He's saying, I'm like a little child. I don't, I don't know the difference between, between good and evil. I, I don't know how to weigh these things. It's, it's, it's too much for me. And, and I love the example of Solomon. What he does is he doesn't reach out for that tree himself. He doesn't say, I'm going to try and just, just work this out because that, for, uh, that brings disaster. What he does is he comes to God and says, I want that. I want wisdom. I, I want to be able to discern the difference between Toh and Ra. And God gives that to him. He's one of the most successful kings that ever lives. Until what happens? Basically, he reaches for that tree himself, for Toh and Ra, makes decisions himself of what he sees as good. He sees um, his, his kingdom being a threat by kingdoms around and what he thinks is, okay, I will just amass wives to myself to keep the peace and it brings disaster upon him. What can seem good to us in judging Toh and Ra can bring absolute disaster and that's what we've seen right throughout history is we've seen humanity try and, and work this out ourselves and it has been an absolute um, disaster. So we need to gain wisdom of how to live and, and how to discern To and Ra um, through God leading us. You know when Jesus is with his disciples and he calls the children around him, he says something quite peculiar. He says, I tell you the truth, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Unless you change and become like children, you'll never enter the, the kingdom of heaven. God is saying, uh, you, you with humanity, you're on a path of trying to discern toe and ra together, good and evil together. And, and it's not working for you. And I'm calling you into a brand new kingdom and this brand new kingdom, it's like coming back into the garden and he's saying, I don't want you to define good and evil for yourself. I want you to come and trust me and walk with me and, and those things that you think are good and bad, submit yourself to me and allow me to tell you what is good and bad and I will walk with you and teach you wisdom to walk well. And, uh, and he walks with us to mature, mature us. And he starts to transform our mind so that we actually start to grow up. Paul speaks about um, his, his, his dismay as, as the people he's teaching, they, they still want to eat the food of children and um, of, of babes. And he, and he longs for them to grow up. He longs for them to, to, to walk in the path of, of God's toe and ra, God's right and wrong, and to, and to have freedom there and, and to, to listen. There, there is great freedom when we're walking in the path that God has for us. Um, go back to dogs again. Uh, do you know when you get a puppy and they're, they're young and you're walking them, and especially like a Kelpie or something like that, they are, they are just a pain in the neck to walk um, because their noses are going like crazy and they are just, they're running everywhere and you're kind of holding onto them and they're choking themselves, like, like literally um, asphyxiating themselves uh, because they just, they're not very obedient. And you're walking with them and um, basically if you let them off the chain, uh, you, they'll disappear. And uh, I know what it's like to have a dog like that uh, to see a kangaroo and whoop, gone. Um, to see a car and go and try and chase its, its, um, its tire. 
Now, what's really important is that that dog would listen to me um, because I'm going to keep it safe. And, and, and when, when we come to, to walk with Jesus, we, we really need to listen to him. And, and we need him to, to set the guidelines of how to, how to walk in life. And as we develop, we still need to listen to him, but it changes a little bit. I uh, got Coco to the stage where I would be able to walk with her uh, I would go out fairly, fairly late at night and I'd walk through the bush and I'd actually take her off the lead because no one else is around and, and we could walk through the bush together and she would just stay, she, she kind of just understood after walking with me for many years, she understood the boundaries. She would go about 15 metres that way, 15 metres that way and she would just, she had lots of energy and she would just go crazy, like run back and forwards and around and around but she always kept an eye on me and every so often she'd come back, we, 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 we all good? We're all good and she'd keep going off again. Now we had a, a few times a kangaroo actually come past and uh, before, she's actually ripped me off my bike before to actually go um, after a kangaroo but she's at a stage where I can, I can just whistle to her and she'll come straight back to my side. Um, that, is, that is great freedom. We went for a, a walk about a month ago now, we are in the bush, and she was just walking beside me, and we got to a creek, and I said to her, let's go. And, uh, and she, just, she just ran, and jumping in the creek, running all around, and uh, I could call her back at any time. Th there is such delight for both the owner and the dog, when, when they, they understand their boundaries, they understand the path of life and, and they stay within that. And, and my face, it just delighted in her and she, I could see the delight in, in Coco as well. Our, our God longs for us to be like that, to, to understand and to be able to, to move forwards and, and if we see a kangaroo or we see a dead possum that we want to roll in, that we would listen to the, the, the little, that conviction in spirit and would come straight back. Because that possum might look really good to us, but our owner knows that it's going to make us stink for a long time. God longs for us to walk with him like that. There is inherent blessing in the path of obedience. Life is found in obedience. I'm wondering if, um, if the Holy Spirit might be bringing up some areas in your life that uh, there, there isn't obedience at the moment. Maybe God's told you not to do something and, and you know that you're doing it and you're actually making war against yourself. And God is saying, I, I long for you to have life. What, I, what I've been seeing is a God that, that, that isn't, in a sense, angry. He, he's more longing for you to have life. When, when my dog goes chasing after something that they shouldn't, I, I, I just don't want it to get hurt. And it, it, it really, he longs for us to choose the path of life. I just want to encourage us not to waste our Sundays, because these are special days when we come together 
they're special moments when we can when we can look towards God and 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 come back into alignment with him every every single Sunday every day but but Sunday especially it's a, it's an opportunity for us to come back to God and say God I want to be aligned with you and to remember that this is a God that loves us that blesses us that keeps us safe his face shines upon us. Some of us feel like we've struggled for so long with these things that keep us um, off the path of life that Jesus wanted us, want us to be on. And uh, it gets hard to keep coming back and keep asking for forgiveness. Uh, I, I'm really praying that today there would be freedom, uh, a new trajectory set, and that new trajectory might be a complete cutting off of those things that have been enslaving you and keeping you back, but it may be a, a new trajectory of coming before the God who loves you, the Master who loves you, again and again and again, and seeing progressive freedom every single time. I wonder what God might be pinpointing in your life. And he's saying today, I've set before you life and destruction. Choose life. God wants us to be holy. He longs for us to obey Him. But he, he longs most of all for us to know the God that we are obeying. That He is for us and He loves us. He wants us to be able to walk like I walk, Coco, in each other's presence. Us going about, checking back at the Father, we're, we're good you're with me, listening for that whistle so we don't go and roll in possums. He longs for that delight. There's such a delight in walking with our God like that, both for our God and for us. They're the most magical times for me and I think it's the most magical times for Coco as well. God invites us to walk like that in life with ears open to the Father saying I love you and I want to obey you so we're going to take some time now uh, I'd invite the team to come up and Jess could you just um, play and, and start whenever you feel ready uh, I, want to, I want us to come before our God together and um, just spend some time with him and uh, if there's areas in your life that's not in alignment, if you've said no to something that he's said yes to or yes to something that he's said no to, this is a time to come before the God who delights in you and wants best for you and wants you to choose life. So Father, we, um, we come before you now and we thank you that you're a God that delights in us, that you're a God that, that offers us paths. And you say, choose life. Choose life. Because those things that aren't in alignment with me, they bring death and destruction in your life. So Lord, we don't want to be a people that are making war against our own hearts and souls. Lord, would you bring to things right now? Lord, you do not bring a, a heart of condemnation against us, but a longing that we would align ourselves with you. 
you bring a heart like the, like the prodigal father who runs to one who returns. Lord, your disciples asked you, how many times should I forgive someone? And you said seven times seven because that is after your heart. That you long to forgive us again and again and again as long as it takes to be able to align with you and align with life. So Lord, give us a new picture of who you are, a picture that, that longs for us to come back to you. It longs for us that even if we've gone and rubbed ourselves in a possum, that you long to come and clothe us and wash us clean. Lord, I thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, I think of Aaron who so, so messed up and yet you gave him this wonderful privilege of, of being given the most amazing blessing ever known to humanity. You are a gracious God and you long for us to come back to you and say, Lord, we choose life, we choose you. So Lord, give us a new experience of what it is to, to, to walk with you in a new experience of freedom and life. Holy Spirit, come and minister to your people.